Hello, hello, and welcome to the last episode of the If Beale Street Could Talk podcast. I hope you've all had some time to look through your copies of the novel and make connections with other ones. I know I have, and let me tell you, I've found some pretty cool connections. Now, the first two works I'd like to talk about are The Great Gatsby and The Glass Castle. Now, you may be wondering how a novel on the obnoxious rich and a memoir about actual struggles the author faced may be connected. Well, I'll tell you. In The Great Gatsby, the color green, more specifically the green light that Gatsby often stares at, is a symbol for Gatsby's hopes and dreams. He's turned this simple light into his lifeline. His whole being revolves around this light, and if anything were to dim it, he would do everything in his power to make it bright again. For example, he lost Daisy when he went to war, and she fell in love with Tom Buchanan. Gatsby got involved in dirty situations, and there were no limits to what he wouldn't do to get Daisy to notice him. But when he finally does get her attention, he's so happy. Everything about her dazzles him. As their affair got closer to revealing themselves to Tom, that's when everything began to unravel, the green light turning into a symbol of broken and unattainable dreams. Now, in the glass castle, Rex Walls, father of Jeanette Walls, makes a promise to build her a glass castle that, first, starts off as a symbol of hope. He makes it seem as if nothing else could compare to the castle he would build for her. Over time, the glass castle turns into a symbol for broken promises. The once upbeat and heroic man she admired turned into the alcoholic and inept man that lacked the commitment needed to build it. By the end of the memoir, the glass castle is as fragile as an actual glass castle, just on the verge of breaking. Both pieces of literature have their stories revolving around a symbol for hope that eventually ends in turmoil. Another pair I would like to talk about is, again, The Great Gatsby and If Beale Street Could Talk, and their central theme of time. In The Great Gatsby, time is out of the character's control. For example, in Chapter 5, Gatsby is impatiently waiting for Daisy to arrive at Nick's home. When she does, Gatsby becomes a nervous wreck. He stumbles over his words, not knowing what to say, and even breaks the clock with his nervous flailing. His attempt to stop the clock from falling to the floor represents his control over time, or lack thereof. He fails, he fails in catching the clock and breaks it at the exact moment he is trying to turn it back for Daisy. Time takes control over Gatsby's life, affecting his love for Daisy, allowing to grow both stronger and weaker day by day. In Beale Street, all of this time that Fanny is spending in jail is keeping him and Tish from being with each other. Tish even realizes that time is all around her. On page 95, she thinks, time could not be bought. The only coin time accepted was life. The moment someone gives time that coin of life, everything about them becomes owned by time. Their lives, their love, their sense of freedom. Both The Great Gatsby and If Beale Street Could Talk center their story through time, and it helps elevate the story to a whole new level. Out of everything that we've read these past two blocks, my favorite was If Beale Street Could Talk. While this novel is fiction, it brings so many real issues to life, like familial love and rejection, and racial inequality in society and in the legal system. Unfortunately, I, as well as many other people, can relate to them. One thing I especially loved was how Tish and Fani's love story wasn't some sort of cliché we normally see in other novels. They are each their own person equally in love with each other, fighting against real odds. There is something about their story that's so raw and pure that the more I read about them, the more I fell in love with them. A common story is where the book starts out with a happy or quote-unquote troubled beginning, 
perhaps enemies to lovers, leading to a perfect romance between the two. Then comes the not-so-surprising twist that causes the couple to drift from each other, but it's okay, because the story always ends happily ever after. But this story is about two people being in love with each other despite the difficult circumstances. It's about their love facing despair and overcoming those life-changing things, all leading up to an uncertain ending. I especially love the ending that Baldwin provided, where he allows the reader to, de to develop their own interpretation. Honestly, because of the time, the more realistic ending is that Fanny remains in jail and dies there. And that last little snippet of the small commune in Paris was Tish living her life there with her child. However, I choose to believe that Fanny is out on bail with Tish at the hospital. The baby crying is Tish's baby coming into the world. And when she says, cries like it means to wake the dead, on page 197, she is referring to the people mourning Frank as he fades away from the world. All of the books were extremely interesting to read, but Beale Street was most definitely my favorite. Until the next one, everyone. I'll see you in the funny papers.